0: everybody. My name is Alina Saucedo-Paucara. I'm a second year student of Master in Divinity in the Wesley Theological Seminary, and I'm a very proud member of this church. So this morning, we're going to be continuing the series to help my unbelief, and we're going to do the fifth question. Yes, I know it's a very tricky question. Are we allowed to question God but before we start let's pray dear God you are the one who brings us here you are the one who chooses when we come where we go and what for you have brought us here today maybe that the words that I have to share with my brothers and sisters maybe the words you want to tell them maybe the words they need to hear Be your word, your spirit, and the Holy Spirit, through every word, and be with you and be with us. In Jesus' name, amen. So, are we allowed to question God? And wait, before anybody tries to answer, let's start addressing the white elephant in this question right away. So hear me well. Has anybody in this room never, ever, ever questioned God? I thought so. Is this had happened to all of us? We knew it, right? We want to say that it's (coughs) different. Well, you know, it, it has gone through different moments. And usually it's kind of a hesitation, but in reality, we question that, And it's a mixture of complaints and uh, kind of a struggle. But something I recognize as they come with very famous WH words, and they start something like that. What? Who? When? What do you mean? And also we got those, but... Very famous. But if those are not enough, we also used to say, Seriously, God? Seriously? So, and in my personal recount, they also come with some type of feelings. Like um, fear, anger, disbelief, pain. Feeling of an abandonment. And sometimes feeling of betrayal. And even sometimes Totally lost in doubt. Is there any other humans who can relate to this right here and now? Okay. I'm glad I'm not the only one. I look back, and I recognize that they used to happen kind of in two different circumstances. One is in those moments when everything is dark. One feels lonely. Down and out when life beats you up in those painful, painful moments in life. And then fear, grieving, anger, pain, hurt gets in. But also I recognize it happens when what we think we knew it was not really what we thought it was. Any case. A struggle is present. I do not believe that the real question is, are we allowed to question God? Because you know, the answer will depend on what type of image you have of God in his relationship with us as humans. Let me explain to you. Do you see to God... As the loving father-mother who's crazy about having a relationship with us. Or as this um, Rabbi Svesh says, Or you have the image of a God that is an unyielding, authoritarian, proclaiming immutable commands. What image we have of God? As far as I can remember, and especially being a teenager, I will tell you that I was fearing God. But but those ones that when you shake and you better don't say much, I was so afraid to make the wrong questions, to say the wrong things. And if that was not enough, being the daughter of a pastor came with a lot of expectations. I can assure you that. And they included having wings and a halo in your head. Because nobody wanted to see the tail you have in the back. Yeah, it was easy to say something or do something or even to wear something and not be judged. Although to tell you the truth is that making questions, questioning, looking for answers and looking for understanding has taken me on a lifelong journey. To understand what I believe, why I believe what I believe. Do you know? During the years also, I have learned to grow to understand a phrase that was given to me as a gift for this journey. And the phrase says like this. Faith that does not doubt does not grow. Let me repeat it. Faith. That does not doubt, does not grow. When I hear this, it was like a relief. At the beginning, I was confused. But then it was like a relief because it made me understand that it was not too much about what the other said if I'm not, if I am a good Christian. But it was all about my personal relationship with God. About me growing with God. About me searching for understanding. It was about being with God. In my country, there is a very popular phrase I wanna share with you. Well, first I need to translate something. In my country, we have different languages and one of them is Aymara, that is a native language. So the word we use to describe a baby or a little love child is Wawa. Yes, Wawa. So the phrase that is very famous for us to understand, and he was going to help me here too, says in Spanish, "Guava que no llora no mama. That translated will mean baby that does not cry does not get milk. I think it's kind of a parallel to the expression here in US that says "The baby that does not cry, no, wait a minute, the squeaky wheel gets the oil familiar so you know what i believe that is in our nature to question to look for answers and struggle i know i know i can almost hear you guys but alina this is talk you're talking this is god you're talking about you know what i started a seminary measuring my words and also measuring my opinions. And for the ones who know me well, you know that it's very hard for me. But I was aware that I was going to learn. That most likely, I did not know much. So, but the truth is that more I'm reading, the more we're learning as students, I have confirmed the importance of making questions and questioning. Because it is like opening your eyes and looking things with new and fresh eyes. It's like allowing to open your mouth and don't be afraid to speak. So, as a students, we are to make questions. We question God and the scripture. We question who wrote the scripture. We keep farther because we want to understand. But you will say, Who am I to question God? Well, God, father, mother, I am one of the children. Don't we are one of their children? Let me shift gears here a little bit. What image do you think God has of the children? So I looked for some help because I cannot do it alone. And I looked for little well, not a little, but three examples in the Bible. And I want you to help me to find out what is happening here. Okay? Okay. All of you know, well, most of us, we know that Moses was chosen by God to bring the Israelite people free from Egypt. Right? So here, we're just looking at the time when God is calling Moses to come and do it. By the time we're going to read this, Moses already gave two excuses. Let's read together. But Moses said to the Lord, Oh, my Lord, I have never been eloquent, neither in the past nor even now that you have spoken to your servant. But I am slow of speech and slow of tongue. Then the Lord said, Who gives a speech to mortals? Who makes them mute or deaf, seen or blind? is it not i the lord and moses and says then oh oh, now then go and i will be with you your mouth and teach you what you are to speak but he said oh my lord please send someone else let's look another example this is when the angel gabriel comes and tells Maria that she's going to become the mother of Jesus, our Savior. And as soon as the angel says that to Maria, what she answers, she says, "Ah, oh, Mary ask the angel, how can this be? I'm a virgin. That as a youth, youth woman, oh, today I will translate it a little bit like that. Wait a minute, wait a minute, not fast, man. This is not making sense. Can you explain to me? Let's go to the next one. This one belongs to the Canaanite woman. For the ones who don't remember, is this woman that is following Jesus and the disciples and says, "Have mercy on me, Lord, Son of David. My daughter is tormented by a demon." And he did not answer. And the disciples are nervous and said, Jesus, come on, the woman is coming behind us, shouting, tell her something. And, he, and Jesus says, I was sent only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. But the woman came and kneeled in front of him. Help, Lord, help me. And he answered, It is not fair to take the children's food to throw it to the dogs. And she said, Yes, Lord. Yet, even the dogs eat the cramps that fall from their master's table. And the story says that Jesus answered, how great is your fate. So what do you think? Does God expect passiveness in those stories? What will have happened if the people in it will have acted passively? Remembering the words of my teacher of Old Testament that I hope she's now watching, or if she does, I I get a good point. She explained to me that the structure of some of these narratives could show something very important. She says that when God calls, he does not expect puppets. That God expects a wrestling match a tassel over the call, a vigorous struggle. So the call, the situation becomes clear, and it's in the tassel that God knows that Moses and Maria were strong representatives to carry out God's commission. And it is in the tassel that the Canaanite woman has the opportunity to show her faith, and with that, open doors to new possibilities. I have learned a new word in Hebrew. I don't know if I can pronounce it properly, but I'm going to try. The word is Hushpa. And this was a new discovery because it has helped me to try to explain this, the reactions of these people. And one of the meanings I found is this. That means a stubbornness and contrariness from what he calls a tradition of a spiritual audacity. But also, there is another one that says that Hushpa is the boldness with regards to God for the sake of justice and community. So, it appears to me that questioning God really will mean wrestling with God. And when I think wrestling with God, I think in this image. I don't know if you can really see, but this is a, one of those ones that, you know, you're not going to get out easy. And when I think wrestling in God, I think in Genesis 32 and the story of Jacob wrestling with God. In the narrative, Jacob is in the night alone with fear and a lot of concerns. Not only for the past, his past, but also for the hate that his brother may have for the thing he has done to him, but also to God. So it is usually these things that show up in the night, right? When you're alone and it's dark and nobody's there. So then a man showed up and they wrestle all the night. And the man realizes that he's not winning. So he hurts Jacob. But even then, Jacob is in there. And the man says, hey, let me go. The day has broken. The day has broken. And Jacob said, I will not let you go until you bless me. So the man realizes it is time to face Jacob. And he asks, what is your name? Jacob, he says. Recognizing that that name. Not only means past, deceiving behavior, suffering, doubts, being cheated, being hurt, being the second. Jacob, he says. But the man says, your name shall no longer be called Jacob. But Israel, for you have striven with God and with men and have prevailed. Jacob then re- realizes what is going on. And he said, wait, 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 who are you? What is your name? And the other one said, wait, it is that you ask my name. And right there, he blesses him. Jacob let him go. And he realizes that been wrestling with God. At the time... They believed it, there was the belief that if you wrestle with God and you see his face or the angels, you may not survive. So he's really surprised and amazed that he saw God face to face and he was alive. And he called this place Peniel, facing God. Jacob's story. Wrestling changes the course of everything. I believe that this wrestling episode may suggest that God is not expecting passive recipients of promises. And he's aware of our questions, our hesitations, our doubts. Jacob Jacob and Israel is not a passive recipient of promises. Jacob's a struggle becomes not only part of what is our spiritual journey, but is a fundamental part of it. So, I have a question for you. In your relationship with God, do you tend to wrestle like Jacob or quietly accept You do it. Maybe it's a good time to question why. The truth is that I I don't accept it quietly. Mm-mm. Though why wrestle? Why fight? Isn't God the one who promised us a new life? Isn't God the one who promised us the land? I believe He did. And along with his love, his acceptance, and, and because we belong as his children. So then we are to wrestle, and we must. Our wrestles will mean that we don't give up, but also can prove that we have a strong faith in him. You know, I won't let him go until he bless me. Would you? My friend Chandra, who's a very wise woman, reminded me that something in our society and in our churches says to accept without quietly, without questions and doubts, that if we can't just do that, it becomes further evidence of our unworthiness. But also, she thinks that the act of just accepting without wrestling may just minimize God's audacious love for us. And I will add that it may minimize the good news to come for all His people, for you and the ones you meet. There're always going to be these questions. What? When? How? Why? And yes, seriously, God. However, we cannot forget to look beyond us. Because sometimes it is not that we question God. We question the things happening around us, isn't it? Sometimes our questions will question the status quo, but also the injustices happening to us and happening to our communities. Let me share an example. Rosa Parks was born in February 4, 1913, when she was 42. Parks refused to give her seat on a city bus in Montgomery, Alabama, to a white passenger, which at the time the law required of African-Americans. She was arrested for her act of civil disobedience. And worked with the others from the NAACP to start the Montgomery bus boycott. The resultant integration of city buses in Montgomery ignited the civil rights movements in the United States and inspired nonviolent movements of social change around the world. Years later, when they interviewed Rosa Parks, she said, People always say that I didn't give up my seed because I was tired. But that isn't true. No. Mm-mm. The only tired I was was tired of giving in. At this point, on oh my personal journey, my spiritual journey. I have understood that faith that doesn't doubt, that faith that is not challenged, that faith may not grow. But also, I have discovered that there is blessing in the wrestling with God. Because there is a possibility of transformation a change of essence, a new name, and a new possibility. You know, God is our Father and is our Mother, and He is eager and willing to hear us. To have an authentic and real conversation with us and create a strong, a strong relationship with each one of us. Do not be afraid to ask and overcome your unbelief. And be sure, and I can tell you this, and be sure that God expects nothing else than the authentic you. So then, in your relationship with God, will you tend to wrestle like Jacob? Jacob? Or you will quietly accept. Let's pray. Dear Lord, so many times we're afraid to come to you. But you loved us more than we can understand. You are there to hear us. You can bear our questions because you loved us immensely, audaciously. We pray that you show us the path ahead and you keep holding our hands as much as we hold now unto you. In Jesus' name we pray, help our faith. We are here with you. Amen.